Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, sir. Get it started. Friday little horns for you. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNBA show. <laughs> Lasers. Lasers. <laughs> Deep baritone. Uh, we are presented as always <laughs> by Tracking Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNBR whenever you sign up. Casual Friday edition of the show. You guys can't see it, but I got sandals on, I got shorts on. My Thank wife, God actually, you guys can't see this. Thank God. My wife bought me. Shorter shorts than I'm used to. I'm trying them out today. Don't know how I feel about them. Very uncomfortable. I don't think I'm a short shorts guy. Would those be how long would those be on Brendan Vote? No, <laughs> what pants? <laughs> Whatever you do, don't wear the short shorts on the lounge set. Oh, uh, yeah, avoid that at all costs. Definitely straight to the balls. Uh, look, you guys, I got a full squad with me. I got a starting five, uh, right there. The man with the wind in his hair in an undisclosed location, it's Harrison Wind. The same undisclosed location I was in uh, a couple weeks ago. Back in it. Back in uh, back in the that's same like, locale. That's like Studio Z is what that is right yeah, there. Studio like, Z. Uh, Lakewood office. D- down below the Lakewood office. People don't even – people will never know about the Lakewood office. Isn't that wild? It's an insurance company now. Uh, down below, we've got Brendan Vote. Hey, guys. I think I have a fever. I'm really cold. Is it bad to be cold right now? What's the temperature like? How are you sick, man? It's the middle of summer. Like sickness is a winter thing. Dude, I have like this is me. I am a sad, pathetic, <laughs> sick little boy. This is how I've lived. You need to start taking cold showers. Uh down below, <laughs> we've got the guy that everybody calls Eric, but his real name is D-Line Co. Yeah, Brendan, athletic greens, bro. You gotta you gotta I get know. the uh immune system, you gotta get the digestion. I mean, look at me. I I could not <laughs> be more uh, a figure of health. I'm a Beacon of health, even though I was sick yesterday. Let's go. It's athletic greens. Vote was trying cigarettes and whiskey. That's right. It was. Yeah, he was wrong. He just, <laughs> I just swapped it. But it worked. Uh, and then, of course, we're joined as we have been pretty much the entire offseason on Fridays with the star of the show. Live from Serbia, it's Miroslav. First of all, nobody mentioned that Harrison is having a wonderful hair day. So oh, thank congrats you. on that. Thank you, Miroslav. We're sick thank of this shit. It's just, yeah. it's just beautiful, man. And yeah. second it of all, look good. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Yovmas, guys. It's Yovmas today. <laughs> no, it's not. Let's settle down. Listen, listen, man. It's possible we won't have another chance for that. So we can just 
candidate right right today. And... I think for DNVR, of course, Nikola Jovic, the Serbian phenom, 19-year-old Serbian phenom, worked out for the Denver Nuggets today. Phenom. He will be available somewhere in the 20s. Um, we're going to talk about him in segment two. I will say, from a DNVR standpoint, you know, Serbia, we already got homies. I feel like we need to get like uh, like like somebody from India or the Philippines or something. Like we got to capture new territory. Capture a new territory. It's an interesting well, way to frame it. Maybe maybe not the greatest <laughs> way I could have phrased that. Like, capture the hearts and minds of a new territory. <laughs> well, no, let's go over our conquests. We we own now uh, like a game of risk. We own Argentina, Serbia, No, we definitely Canada. we most definitely yeah. do not. Argentina might have been taken from us. Dude, the la the last place that we need to conquer is Denver. That's so true. We really we're need to make some it. progress there. Uh, so we're going to talk about Nikola Jovic here in segment two. Uh, we're also, I thought the most interesting thing from today's media availability was Michael Malone. Um, he, he spoke to the media for the first time since the Tim Conley saga. We've kind of gotten, you know, a little bit from different people each time Calvin Booth spoke, you know, Josh Kroenke spoke. Finally, Michael Malone spoke. And I thought he had some, he shared some insights um both about that but also about just kind of some other things he had some great little details some great stories and then in the end i don't want to get people too excited but in the end if we have time if we have time we might uh see what's going on online these days i don't know oh, we Jesus. might we might have <laughs> kel might need to kel needs to find the video by the way and upload the uh intro video for for that specific segment if we get time. <laughs> um but first today is serbian corner with the homie miroslav we could pull it up here serbian corner and as we prepare for our trip to Serbia is sometime up oh, there's there's a we have another graphic here uh, as we prepare for this um, Miroslav has been teaching us preparing us for our trip by educating us on how to be Serbian so Miroslav the floor is yours okay so so far we've seen we've seen the essential things about Serbia and the life changing life saving <laughs> facts about Serbia so now we, it's we time to have. get something sure, sure, sure. something really useful about sure. the Serbia and the thing is, Serbian barbecue for noobs. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely love it. This is the good stuff. I love the yeah. two big O's. That's not lost on me, Miroslav. It's a great, <laughs> a great touch. Of course, of course. And also in comic sense, just to piss off Eric. Okay, so <laughs> let's start with the first fact you need to know. Serbia is not the best country in the world to visit if you are a vegan. That's Michael Porter Jr. will not be visiting Nikola Jokic and Sambor. <laughs> he can try to do that, and I'm sure they will find some salad for him, but not much more than that in Sambor for sure. So most people in Serbia are carnivores, meaning they that they need to have meat or meat-based food three times a day. Here's a picture of a lion. <laughs> Thank you for telling me what a carnivore is. <laughs> yeah, well. I, I just want to illustrate everything just to be sure yeah, that we're on gotta, the same Just got to get the point down on paper. I know. This is such a great photo. Great, great, great slide. Okay, let's start with the first one. So to make it easier for you, I've put here the phonetic reading of the words. So Serbian barbecue is called roštilj. Please repeat after me. Roštilj. <laughs> First of all, you Rosh said phonetically and then you put a Rosh G Rosh in there. That is not how you would pronounce this. Roštilj. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't know how to do it better, so you have to leave with this. I'm sorry. I don't think you know what phonetic means. I think you're just guessing. <laughs> That's definitely Rush Teagley, but all right. All right. <laughs> Let's move forward. So next one, 
this is the most basic piece of of barbecue of or or of rostil in Serbia, and that's pljeskavica. And you've heard of that word before, right? Pljeskavica. <laughs> yeah, just the no. other day, actually. Yeah, no. This is this is pljeskavica. Basically, it's a, it's a burger. Wow. It's a burger, and sometimes it is in a bun, like <laughs> like in a burger, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just on the plate. So repeat after me. Pljeskavica. Pjeskavica. 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 Do we all, should we just one after the next? <laughs> Brandon, was, Brandon was the best. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Eric, close second. Ah, uh, one go. gold star for Brandon. <laughs> next one. Cevapčići. Now, you've heard this one, right? Cevapčići. <laughs> sure, sure. Who Only do you think we are? Of course we've heard this. Yes, so cevapčići basically is the same kind of of uh, barbecue like like pljeskavica. It's just that it's a small pieces of of burger that looks like like fingers, like fingers out of <laughs> minced meat. So cevapčići. Okay. Wow. Alrighty, cheap cheap from chichi. I'm getting, I'm getting the sense that Serbian food not that focused on the presentation. We'll see. We'll see. I started with okay. some really basic stuff. Come on. That was just my, my one of my first impressions. Oh, but this one is better than the last one. This is pretty bad. This is quite Yeah, I bad mean, one. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, oh, this is the easy one. Okay. Repeat after me. Rostilska kobasica. <laughs> Rostilska kobasica. Yes. Not bad. Rost I'm going to win kobasica. Basically, it's a worst. It's a worst. So it's a sausage, but but made 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 on a grill. These fries. Did you, get look, uh... Did you take these pictures yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I actually took some photos of the very basic restaurants here. You know, just because we, we these are to... all like from the same set. It looks like. Yeah, yeah we, I... we need we need to make sure you are you will be able to pay for your meals in Serbia. So this is why I've I've lowered the bar twice. <laughs> <laughs> he's giving us I, I appreciate that. Serbia, this is perfect. Why do you guys two ball your meat? It's really gross. It's <laughs> also ball. cylindrical. It's like, why do they all look like fingers? Yeah, that is wild. Some of them. I'm okay. into it though, man. I'm ex I'm so excited. I'm gonna eat more than everyone on the trip. Yeah, this one is slanina. Very, very easy. Slanina. 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 Yes. Slanina. slanina. It's it's bacon, but as you can see, with a with a much more fat comparing to a basic bacon it's just like a a, a hamburg bacon or something like that hell yeah that so fat. yeah you put it you put it on the grill and it's perfect it's it's really uh, one of my favorite types of barbecue even the bacon has little fingers to it though. yeah look at that <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, I, i'm not trying to make you worried come on guys okay let's go on oh, next one my favorite one i could tell Adam, please read this. Bella Vishaleta. Ah, come on, look at the phonetic reading. <laughs> Bella Vishaleta. <laughs> yeah, that's much better. Bella Vishaleta. Bella Vishaleta. Bella Vishaleta. It's like a, it's like a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a kind kind of a piece of a pork meat, uh, similar to a steak, let's say, but it's it's harder comparing to a to a regular steak. It's not one of my favorites, but it's one of the hits 
so you need to know oh, about it looks it. great so, here yeah it is i mean it is it is it's not the my my favorite one but but it's it's still good okay. and now a little fork on that and this is dimljena vešalica which is the same stuff but you smoke the meat before you grill it so this All is right. dim mm. is a smoke so dimljena vešalica is a smoked uh, bela vešalica all right. Okay. That little thing in the little like butter on the bottom there. What is that? Yes, that is kaimak. Kaimak is a kaimak is a Serbian specialty. Not only Serbian, you can find it all over former Yugoslavia, but you can also find it in countries like Bulgaria. And okay. it's a kind of a very soft cheese. Okay. It is actually, if if you remember when you were kids, I don't know if you had this kind of experience like I did, but when I was a kid we used to boil the milk, you know, on our stoves to make it uh, uh, being drinkable because it's not safe to drink it un yep, until you boil it. So the little white skin you get on top of the, of the milk when it gets cooled off, that's actually Kaimak. You just take a lot of it uh, away and make little balls of it. And this is Kaimak. It's it's a real <laughs> specialty. So good. Real that's specialty. The least, that's and the least appetizing thing I've ever heard. Of. I am <laughs> promise you. I'm promising you, Eric. This is the thing you will like the most in Serbia. I mean, it's possible. Maybe there's something in the 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 presentation, as Harrison's pointed out. Uh, that was the single grossest way I've heard food described, and I can't wait to try it. It's like the you know milk froth. You know, scrape like, it off. I'm so excited, man. We're joking about this, but like, I love weird foods. All of this stuff. Oh, I can't wait. Come on. Next one is a bit spicy, uh, much spicier okay. than the things you've seen before. So this sure. is a Leskovacki Ustipak. Come on, Adam, repeat after me. <laughs> Leskovacki Ustipak. Yes, basically, I know this picture doesn't look very nice. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm aware of that. It's the that best looking good. one so far, yeah. actually. So what this is basically is minced meat with cheese and some garlic and some onions and some uh, peppers in it. And it's quite spicy. Again, not my favorite one, but it's still pretty good. It's, real, it's still pretty good. And you see what you, you have here on the left? A radish? Yeah, not a big radish guy. I'm not yeah, a big radish so, guy. So it's not the cam radish, it's an actual radish, as oh. we learned a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> you see, you see, I wasn't using radishes just, just to make jokes. We actually <laughs> use them sometimes. Okay. I like them. I, this one might be the last one. So this is Rajnic. Is, are we going through every food item that's available in Serbia? No, only, yeah. only <laughs> this time, only, only, only barbecue this time. No, oh, okay, let's go. As many types. So, Rajnic. This is Rajnic. It's small pieces of veal or, or pork meat. Yeah, it's a kebab. It's a yeah, kebab. that works. Or, I or can a, do a souvlaki if you go to this a is, What I've learned so far is that uh, what Serbians eat are hamburgers, hot dogs, and kebabs, but then they just have a different name for them. Yes, yes. Very so, specific okay, cool. names you will need to, to learn right. in order to order it in the restaurant. Fair enough. So, Rajnic. Let me hear it. Rajnic. Rajnic. I'm going to be eating Rajnic every Rajnic. day. It looks fantastic. That definitely looks like... I'm going to order like 20 of those. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. 
Okay, next week. <laughs> Famous Serbian rock stars, neither named Miroslav nor Tjuk. So I promise. No, I'm not interested then. I promise not, not to use either of those names. That's that's ridiculous. Honestly, in all sincerity, though, uh, you can pull up. Yeah, Miroslav. Like this was I, this was a great one because I, yeah, food is like one of the best ways. You know, you go to a new place, you just want to try all the different ones. How many different foods? If we're you know there are nine days, how many different foods do you think we will have an opportunity to try? Oof. I mean, if you want to go traditional. Not too many because we don't have too many different traditional foods. You know, yeah. we'll just hit the hits, you know, during those nine days, and you'll probably have something like 10 different dishes, and that's it. Okay. So, but you can always go crazy, especially in Belgrade. You have all kinds of uh, modern, fancy restaurants where you can get all kind of uh, uh, world food. But this is not why you're coming to Serbia. You want to, to try different stuff and it's good thing that uh, the plan is at least to, to visit Belgrade, Novi Sad, Sombor because you can find different foods in these areas as well. Pretty good. And what about fish stew? Do you know like for, the, for all of this, I might have asked you this before, but do you know what Jokic means when he says fish stew? Yeah. Can I have a, a little a little um, um... ISO? You want the ISO? No, no. I... I... I need to to confess something. When I uh -oh. first reported, <laughs> when I first reported <laughs> Jokic cooking awesome. a fish stew, I actually bended it through a bit because it wasn't really a fish stew; it was That's a fish soup. Ah, oh, all right. But fish soup doesn't sound as cool as fish stew, so this is the reason. <laughs> really? I've I've used the word <laughs> fish sure stew. I see the difference. <laughs> I don't think. All right. Okay. <laughs> It is, it is a difference, and you will for sure try fish stew for sure. I'm not sure about the fish fish soup. It's not as high on my priority list like, like a mm -hmm. fish stew. Fish stew is a very famous in Sombor, and you should definitely, definitely try I, it. I think there's only one culture in the world that does fish soup or stew right, and that's Cajun culture. That's the only like fish soups that I think are good, but that's because they put so much seasoning in them that it just tastes like... You know, like a crawfish boil or something. What, what about a classic clam chowder in the in the, the northeast? Yeah, I could do without it. It's not the worst. Though. Also, what about right. a nice what about a nice chiapino soup, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> also, I have to say that I'll say this for on behalf of all of us, Miroslav. If you ever lie to us again, yeah. <laughs> now I'm questioning all of Miroslav's yeah. stories, wondering how much he's bent the truth on all these. You got shams over here, yeah. <laughs> issuing further context. <laughs> <laughs> uh so buric fish stew and then all of these meats i i'm telling you man that's it I, I somebody put in the chat that eric will eat more than me no chance no chance, no chance. People don't realize though when they see us like when we start doing videos where we're standing and people don't realize this but we're always seated when we're doing these the camera kind of like i'm the furthest by for a reason it makes us all look kind of the same height i'm like twice the size of eric i would eat, I eat twice as much as eric this will be a, it's a absolute the only person that will eat more than me is ice cave guy <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're both dieting and you have a space where to put your food, so that's good. Jeez. <laughs> that felt, felt aggressive. Uh, great Serbian quarter. Great Friday. Um, why don't we hit our break? Because we're going to have a second, second, long second segment where we talk about Nikola Jovic, the workout he had today, but we also talk about Michael Malone and the commentary he shared with the media today on the other side. 
you guys haven't been able to watch Nuggets, Avs, Rapids games this season, check out Evoca TV. Evoca TV, they've got Altitude Sports, they got AT&T Sportsnet, they got a bunch of other national channels as well. You can get it for just $10 a month for your first three months when you go to evoca.tv slash DNVR and use the promo code DNVR. Only $15 a month for those first three months, plus a receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees. Again, go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. When you use the promo code DNVR, you get $10 off your first three months. That makes those first three months just $15 a month. Like I said, no contracts, no hidden fees. They're not going to hike the price up on you. Check out Ivaca TV today. So you're all set to go for Nuggets season in the fall. Um, also at DraftKings Sportsbook. Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned, Adam? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm so not ready. Vote's <laughs> not ready. I actually have, I have the least to lose here. Like, vote is the one that is really not ready. <sighs> yeah, I hate it. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the finals, check out DraftKings Same Game Parlays, player props, team props, quarters, halves. Put whatever you want in a parlay, uh, turn a small bet into some big winnings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All righty, back here, segment two. Miroslav still with us because today at Ball Arena, the Nuggets worked out none other than Nikola Jovic. Not Jokic, but Jovic. Uh, there it is from Mega. Same as same as Jokic, the farm system of the Adriatic League, the sort of mm-hmm. uh, G League Ignite, if you will, of the Adriatic League. Um, and he's a guy that's really intriguing. Harrison, do you want to kind of – First, kind of give the rundown on on who Jovic is. Yes, Nikola Jovic measured in at 6'11 at the combine in shoes. He's a 6'11 forward. He's definitely more of a like forward slash guard than forward slash big man. He's a perimeter oriented guy, 19 years old, one of the youngest players in the draft, obviously from Serbia. He was actually born in England, though, which is a little Mm. interesting detail. Um, about Jovic, like you said, played for the same club as Nikol Jokic coming up, and he also played water polo when he was younger. It's another it. little interesting detail. It is Send an interesting it. detail, though, because one of the things I know in the scouting reports when I'm looking at him is that he has great hands. So they don't, mm. water polo must be a great for hand-eye coordination. You're dealing with a slippery, wet ball, I think that there's something to it. I think there's a lot to it, a lot to it. Um, some of Nikola Jovic's strengths, he's really more of an offensive player. He's like completely an offensive player. I think right now in, in this stage of his development, he's a six eleven guy who can handle the ball, who can like play and pick and roll, who can dribble the ball up the floor, who can create for himself and others. He's just got this really nice combination of, 
uh, size and skill and feel for the game that you don't really see in a lot of 6'11 guys. He's pretty smooth, I think, on offense. He's really capable of getting his shot from really wherever on the floor. Like, he wasn't that efficient scoring this season for Mega, but, I mean, you can definitely see, like, his feel for the game and how he gets the spots and the shots that he can get, and you really like his scoring upside. Um, and then his feel for the game, I feel like, is really high. I think he's got a good basketball IQ off the ball. He's a good cutter. He's got good instincts, uh, screening, moving to open areas on the floor. He's just got a, got a good sense of space, uh, spatial awareness and stuff like that. Um, and, and then playmaking as well. You know, he's comfortable handling the ball at 6'11". He, he can operate in pick and rolls. He can score and pass out of it. So he's a really versatile offensive guy for being 19 years old and as young as he is. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the comp that you see everybody use is Danilo Gallinari. I think it's a good comp. I don't think it's a perfect one. Um, he's, he's more fluid than Gallinari. Like, I don't really remember Gallinari as a rookie. I mean, definitely when Gallinari was in Denver, he, Jovic is way more fluid than Gallo was then. But I'd say overall just, you know, more fluid, more flexible, more bendy than Gallinari was. Yeah, Gallo has like a weird stop-start game to him. And he kind of is like falling and crashing into people. He draws yeah. a lot of fouls with it. I feel like Jovic is much more of, like you mentioned, just kind of a fluid. I mean, he moves like a guy that's probably 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, mm-hmm. you know, like has that kind of mobility to him. And seeing him today at ball arena, you know, I'm glad I got to be there because that's one of the things you look at is just the body, you know, how tall is he for real? And I would say he, he feels six foot 11. Like he felt it felt enormous. You know, he looked like he was like a really tall guy. Um, the thing that stood out to me, this small detail, he was a really like happy go lucky personality. And I don't know why that surprised me. It's just not what I was expecting for some reason. But he's one of the younger players in this draft. He just turned 19, I think, like a week ago or two weeks ago. Oh, yes, yes, third, I think. Oh, yes, oh. Oh, a couple of days oh, ago. Okay. okay. Um, so really, really recently. And it's funny because he seems like it. Like he seemed like a puppy. You know what I mean? Like he, there's some guys you see in workouts and they're there and you get, they're almost putting on a face like, hey, I'm here because I'm this and that. Like he was like very happy to be there. He's kind of joking make a shot, miss a shot. Just everything about him was just very much like up and, and I, and peppy. And I don't know why that surprised me. Um, and then it was great talking to him. The last little detail from today that I think is sort of pertinent. He has never spoken to Nikola Jokic, which is kind of an interesting way. You just assume these guys had <laughs> crossed paths in some capacity. Apparently I never talked to him, uh, but does love him. Obviously like cited him as one of his favorite players along with Luka Doncic, no surprise. Um, and he also said Brandon Ingram was the random name that, that came. I said Kevin Durant, well, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, and then Brandon Ingram. And I just thought, oh, wow, that's a really interesting fourth. It's actually there. funny because when I was watching his film and looking for a player comp, I actually thought a little bit of Brandon Ingram. I could I, see it. He's I built mean, more like him than the other two. Yeah. So maybe from a yeah, standpoint that, yeah. of like a guy that knows how to get to his spots and rise above, rise above you know. He's a lot thicker, though, than Brandon Ingram is. And this is one of the things like – when you ask about when you talk about the height, him and Michael Porter kind of look the same height. He might even actually be, I think, technically is like an inch taller if we're if he's six eleven. Michael Porter six ten. So he looked he looked like that. But Michael Porter has really really thin legs, and I think Brandon Ingram does too. Mm. That's the thing is, I thought Jovic had a very skinny upper body where he very much looked like a nineteen year old. You could imagine he'll put on a little bit of you know muscle, but his lower body was was a lot stockier. So take that for what, what it's worth. He, he had like more muscle in his legs than a Michael Porter. 
Um, mm -hmm. So that was it. Miroslav, what can you tell us about Jovic? Well, what Harrison said, he really is uh, uh, is a forward who who plays more like a guard than comparing to the, the big. He really is a big man. He, he had that crazy three-match stretch when he was last season, so the season a year ago, when he was playing for the mega under-19 team and he was averaging like 18, 11, and 11 because he is way more advanced comparing to his, uh, to his uh, age group in Serbia, for sure. And uh, that, that is kind of uh, uh, comforting, I mean, if you think about his future. And when you look at his game today in, in Mega, in the, in the seniors, in the playing against the grown-ass grown -ass men, he, he was actually a pretty good facilitator. He was uh, uh, recording about 3.6 assists in 27 minutes per game he was playing, which is quite a lot in Europe because they don't give away assists in Europe like they give, away, give, give them away in, in the NBA. Let's not kid, kid ourselves about it. So you really need to earn your assist to get it in Europe. Yeah. So that that's quite a impressive. like milk skin. Yeah, he he's a pretty <laughs> bad shooter if you look at his shooting splits. And I don't like him taking all of those step back trees because they look a bit awkward. And I don't think he will be able to get them off the being that slow in the NBA. I don't think he will be able to 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 clear himself like he did you know, playing against his uh, age age group in Europe or in the World Cup, even though we've seen that that wonderful game-winning three-pointer that Harrison shared today on Twitter, which was pretty impressive. I, I just don't like that kind of game, but but I get it because that's, that's modern basketball for you. So I'm impressed with his... I, I would say my best comfort for him would be a taller, a bit slower, and a much worse shooter, Bogdan Bogdanovic. Because his his playmaking kind of reminds me of, of Bogdan. Right. I, I mean, he's, he's a much worse shooter comparing to Bogdan and, of course, to Gallo as well. But that can develop, and we'll see how it looks like. Right now, it's a bit slow for, for my, for my pleasure, but uh, you know, if, if he would be... Uh, uh, drafted by a team with a, such a good uh, developing crew like Denver Nuggets have, I think he could have a, a steep learning curve and, and be really good very, very soon, like within a couple of years. This is why I don't think Denver Nuggets should, should take him, because I don't think they need another project. Even yeah. though I think he would be a really good uh, backup to Michael Porter, as you, as you mentioned, because he could be your instant offense of the bench. Hmm. Yeah, sub one Michael Porter out, bring on another. Perfect. <laughs> Defensively, perhaps, yeah. I, I will say the, no, that's the, too, shot, that's the shot, I'm with you on it, and that was the every time when we get these workouts, the behind the scenes is they go through workouts. I heard today's was a lot of one-on-one. -on -one. They brought in some athletic long guys, I'm sure, to kind of challenge him and see how he did. I heard that his workout in particular went really well. Um, but the part you see is all the shooting, and like, yeah, watching him shoot – it's just not that he's a bad one, but I don't he did not look like a guy that I was like, oh, that's a shooter. It's more of a guy who can shoot. And I know that his reputation was one that he almost plays more like a shooter. And so coming to the next level, does he call that a little bit? Probably. Um, but at the same time, does, I think from what I've seen of, of my scout on him, he probably needs to be a really good shooter 
to make up for what will at least initially be his defensive shortcomings. That's kind of yeah. He's got like a lot of creativity to his game. I feel like more so than you see in a lot of European guys. I feel like he's like one of the biggest European hoopers I can remember in a while, (laughs) you know, just in terms of like how imaginative he is and like put a quarter in the jar wind, put a quarter in the jar. Yeah. And like randomness to his offensive game compared to a lot of euros that have come out as of late. Yeah. How do we say Hooper in Serbian Miroslav? That would like, be the equivalent here, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's Basketash. I see, I see Voya here in the chat. He he might he might say something smarter than that, but I would say Basketash. <laughs> so basket, you know, like like in the basketball mm. and Basketash. Oh, yeah. So, but I don't I don't know. It, there might be a better comp. Is that like Zana Musa would be the another European hooper? He's a little bit of a hooper, I would say. Yeah, bro. I've heard by the way, he's like an MVP or he had like a great year. That's a hell of a name to throw out. (laughs) Well, I just remember when he came in, don't you remember him comparing himself to Kobe and stuff? I sure do. He's like, I'm a mix of Kobe and Giannis. I sure do. That poor guy needed a glass of water (laughs) so bad. I'll sound like a hater here, but Janan Musa moved back to Europe. Mishko is his agent, like, like with Nicola, and he didn't move him to Barcelona, he didn't move him to Real Madrid. He moved him to a very small Spanish team that's a bottom feeder. Bottom, bottom feeder. Okay, thank you, Voya. And uh, <laughs> and in Europe, you get to be the MVP if you have the most impressive numbers, regardless of your team's results. So you often get a guy that that's like uh, playing for for a team. You have eighteen teams in in a league, and uh, team number fifteen has an MVP because it's just mathematically correct so this is one of the reasons musa is is the mvp of i I believe spanish spanish acb league Hmm. okay well there you go um is there anything i mean how do we feel jovic i'm intrigued by him in another era like three four years ago he would have been a lot of fun he would have been a guy i would have probably been pretty high on like the um when we were taking the wanchos of the world and the beasleys and everything was like let's see let's see the upside see the long term but I'm kind of with, I think it was Miroslav who said, I don't know what his path to playing for the Nuggets is. Because as much as I like his talent, he's almost certainly behind Zeke Naji. He's definitely behind Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon. And is he a guy that you feel like you could slot in right away to behind those? Probably not. So that means he's probably behind somebody else. And so you're looking at a long-term project guy, and it just might end up being a Malik Beasley-type scenario where he's really good and really mm. interesting, but you don't have the bandwidth to allow him to get to the point he should be. So... I, that that's why I don't know about him, and and I'm I'm probably more I would be surprised if he was the pick. I'm glad you brought that up, Wynn. Do you think the Nuggets won the Beasley trade? Wow, um, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Harrison. Don't answer. <laughs> Jeez, I was like, what? <laughs> that was a joke. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I think I'm with you, Adam. Like, would Nico Jovic be really fun in Denver? Of course, like it'd be it'd be freaking awesome um but i i feel like it'd be kind of an unserious pick considering what this team needs right now and just where this team is and we were talking with miroslav before we started the show like they can go out and address their defensive needs via trades or via free agency they don't have to do that in the draft but i mean mean, you would think they just maybe want to get a guy who's 
got a bunch of defensive upside and can give them something defensively at number 21 overall. And if you're thinking about prospects that fit what the Nuggets are looking for just on paper, Jovic would be the exact opposite of that. I mean, he, he's got some intriguing defensive stuff just because he's 6'11". And when you watch the film, he's got a couple nice weak side blocks. And, you know, but who knows about him defensively? Um, he's kind of just on the opposite spectrum of what you think the Nuggets would be looking for at 21. Right. right. Um, any yeah, other and, final thoughts here? If you ask me, would I be happy if the Nuggets would draft Jovic? Of course I would be happy. I'm, I already said I don't think that's the smartest move in the draft. But, you know, I'm on a mission here. I love Denver Nuggets. I love the organization, even with all of their flaws. But that would be the path for, for Serbians all over Serbia to really accept Denver Nuggets as they accepted mm. Sacramento Kings 20 years ago. That was a really big thing for us. Of course, we don't want a fringe guy to be the second guy from Serbia. Yeah. There, we, we want a starter. We want a six guy at least. So I guess Bogdan Bogdanovic would be a better path to do it. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe uh, one day. Miro, someone in the chat asked, do you think that would be important to Jokic? A, having another Serbian on the team, but B, maybe that connection being sort of more established and strengthened? I don't think so, to be honest. It's a big year gap between them. Nikola is eight years older. Yeah. Than than uh, than the other Nikola. I'm not sure how many how many subjects they would they would uh, share together. So th this is why I'm guessing one of the, his teammates, old teammates from the from the from the national team, or, or ideally Boban Marjanovic. That would be that would be the perfect pairing for that for yeah. that sort of thing. Boban would be. Oh yeah, it's his best friend. Their best Boban, friend. Boban yeah, best, best friend. He wouldn't play. He wouldn't play though. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you had when you had Vlade and Peja, they were like the on the marquee. Like Boban, if he was here, would not be on the marquee. No, no, I agree. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be to to make Denver the Serbian team, but that would be to make Nikola happy. Mm. It's two oh, completely see, different okay. things. Oh, I, I got you. What about Dayan? Oh, absolutely. You see what 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 Dayan already did with with Kevon Looney. It's it's really impressive. I mean, Kevon Looney was always he was always talented, and he he was always I at least I always consider him to be a steal for the for the Golden State. He was probably like a thirtieth pit pick or whatever right, he was, right. and he he's a much better player than that. But I I would say he he took a real leap this season, and there were some you know funny clips of of Dan playing against Kevon Looney in the training, and Kevon just cannot move. A forty-eight year old Dan at all, so yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. I know I, I'm sure that Nikola would love that kind of move. Yeah. Well, there's an opening on the Nuggets coaching staff, but he doesn't. Uh, we're, we'll get to that in just a moment. So let's take a break on the other side. Um, the final piece of today's show, unfortunately, Eric's Wi-Fi not working out. He couldn't find what was going on on line these days, so we'll have to save that for another day. But. There were some really interesting and I think pertinent notes from Michael Malone today when he addressed the media. We'll get to all of those in the final segment. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator. That's going to tell you where to get Breck Brew closest to you. Um, local liquor store, local grocery store, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Make sure to check out the Breck Brew Seltzers. Uh, peach, 
is my personal favorite. I think it's the goat seltzer for sure. Uh, but check out the Breck Brew Seltzers. You can find them wherever you are. Uh, also, sexy pizza, guys. It, you, if you attended one of our Broncos tailgates last year, you got sexy pizza probably. Um, we've got them at every tailgate. Can I take? Can I interject here? This we because we always got the same sexy pizzas, but the Abs have been sponsored, so they get them for every pre pregame. They get them. Best pizza of all time. I would. I don't. I don't know what you would call this. I'm gonna call it the Colorado because I've had it a few different places. Pepperoni, jalapenos, cream cheese. Yeah, it's, it's called the it's called the sexy chic. That's my uh, my go to pizza at sexy. It's called pizza. the sexy chic. What a I name! Like that. I like that. That's absolutely incredible. It's like a jalapeno popper with pepper. It's the best pizza yeah. there. Is. Honest to God, I'm not kidding. It is my number one favorite pizza of all time. We are so in sync so right now because I've I've been eating that pizza for like six years, man. It's so good. The best. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like Adam was saying, the Avs in the Stanley Cup playoffs, we got a special discount offer for our fans starting uh, June 2nd until June 12th. So you only got a couple more days to get in on this. You guys can get 15% off your entire order using the promo code DNVRAVS. Uh, so use that promo code DNVRAVS, get 15% off your entire order. You can get that for just a couple more days here. Uh, you can get that at Sexy Pizza, of course www.sexy.pizza use that promo code dnvr abs get 15 percent off your order and by the way that promo code abs right now i just want to the bar is closed until next saturday when game one of the finals begin will only be open for the final for the stanley cup finals colorado yeah, avalanche I, there. I did one of my favorite podcasts i've done in a while yesterday the denver sports podcast with rudo and rk where we did the bandwagoners guide to the abs so if you've been watching us and you're just kind of curious you only want to watch the finals of, of hockey watch that because we go exactly what you need to know about the abs to have a rooting interest and to kind of get on board and i'm telling you man i'm not hockey guy i'm really not like i like it it's fun this abs team is the most fun you can have watching hockey like they are not an ugly boring grinded out team they are pure adrenaline on a hockey uh rink and when they win it's usually like seven to three because they just are like so fast and so much better than everyone. There's there's so much fun. They remind me of the first Steph Clay Draymond Warriors teams. That's what I said on the show yesterday. I'm like, they just they play a skill style. They like they can score. So it seems like it happens not every game, but once out of every three four games, they just like scored. What was it? Three goals in three minutes. However like they many just minutes. In a yeah. Row. It just, just that like, was some Golden State Warriors shit. And the teams get shell shocked. You could just see them out on the ice, like they look like statues, and they're just like, "What the hell is happening right now?" They're 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 such a fun team, and I highly encourage everyone to kind of get on board. Um, Michael Malone today was, I thought, the most interesting part. Like usually these workouts, you talk to a player, they all kind of say the same things, you know, or work hard, whatever. Um, Michael Malone spoke today, and you know, I kind of heard through the grapevine he wanted to talk to them this was like a hey can i address the media today because he had well, it, it happened suddenly like it wasn't announced until just before the workout i feel like yeah, yeah exactly so um we get to talk to michael malone today he was in great spirits he was in a great mood he had just apparently gotten back from copenhagen where he was on tour with nathaniel rateliff the the michael malone nathaniel rateliff buddy show is honest to god Somebody needs to like get behind the scenes video of this because I've got to see these two in their element because they really are like best friends somehow. Anyway, he was in Copenhagen 
partying with his rock star buddy Nathaniel Rateliff, which the the mystique of Michael Malone only continues to grow. Um, vote. You want to walk through? I know you transcribed this as I was driving back. You sure. want to kind of just point us where you think we should start? Yeah, well, let's start with the vibey stuff. Just he did talk about Jokic's MVP celebration, and yeah. for which he said Hollywood could not have scripted it any better. It's something I'll always cherish. It's a moment I'll never forget. You asked him about the highlight, Adam. He said just that moment when he came around the corner with all the live music. And those guys, by the way, they deserve MVP awards. They played for like eight straight hours. But when the horse came around the corner and you could see Nikola trying to understand what's going on here. And then he realized it and he's taking his goggles off and you see the tears coming down. Uh, he also talked about the real sense of gratitude, the palpable sense of gratitude he had for just everyone being there. You know, and Tim and Josh, he mentioned by name. And that part, Malone called the best part about it. Uh, moving on, he was asked by I've like heard these stories. Like, I, I was kind of hoping there was like a new Michael Malone detail. The I only detail he really said was that that band played for like nine hours straight. And he's yeah. like, he just couldn't believe it. So I thought that was cool. But shout out accordion guy. <laughs> Yeah. And, and and that's not the made up thing because I used to be a player in that kind of band. Of course, yeah. And <laughs> I really was. And and I had one one gig when we actually played for like seven hours straight. It's a real thing in Serbia. Do you have footage of that anywhere? We'll follow up on that after the after the show. Katie Winji asked Malone about communicating with players in the off season. Um, Malone said Jamal, Monte, Davon, and Zeke have all been in the gym quite a bit lately by the so, way jamal murray was there today kind of cool to see some by nice. the way grouping davon into that discussion even though he's not even under contract nope. noteworthy yeah I, he's come up a lot I, he's gonna be around i think we'll see I think um, he went on to say he was on the phone with bones yesterday when jo jordy fernandez left when tim left i reached out to all the guys to let them know as much as i love Jordy and Tim, it doesn't change anything about what we're doing, about what our focus is this offseason. The show must go on. Um, there was, well, Malone did talk quite a bit about Tim, and we'll get to that in a second. There was a question, though, about the timeline for filling the Jordy Fernandez seat. And then Malone said, I've spoken to a few guys, and something should be announced, hopefully, relatively soon. The guys that I'm talking to have had coaching experience, guys who I've known for a long time. When you look at our team, there's a lot of interest in people coming here because of the success we've had, how we do things, and more importantly, who we do it with. So that was really interesting, this part of it. Um, keep keep going. Keep going here. Yeah, so a little bit more on uh, – you followed up about are you looking for a particular trait that you're hoping to find in that candidate? And he said – it's funny, you know, with Jordan leaving, we always say he's the defensive guy. David Adelman is the offensive coordinator, but we're all coaches. Malone said, I'm involved in everything that we do. So the guy that I'm going to bring in will probably be a guy that I will have lead up the defensive side of the ball, along with Popeye Jones, Charles Klask, and obviously a lot of input from me. I have a pretty good idea of who that guy is, and hopefully we can get that deal done really soon. So here's yeah. the deal. Here's, here's the situation. <laughs> Michael Malone is rusty. He's rusty, man. He's rusty. He's a pro. Michael Malone, he shares exactly what he wants to share and doesn't share what he doesn't want to share. I think he's a little bit out of practice, unless for some reason he was trying. Because one of the things he kept 
I, I took a couple things from this. He starts, of course, with the we've interviewed a few couple guys. We've been in contact with a couple guys. We have the type of guy that we're looking for. We have the type and this or that, all that. And then later on in the quote, it was the guy that we hired or based up something along those lines of like the guy is already there. And then he made another quote to, you know, I'm hopeful we can announce that soon as if there was some hangup for why it hasn't. So what I gather was that the decision already been made that the announcement should be coming soon. And maybe there's a holdup for like, everything's ready to go, but the announcement or some, something along those lines. And furthermore, when I said, I think he tripped up a little bit, it's because when he was talking about things he wanted, he later went on to say like the guy that we got has head coach experience. Yeah. And like, okay, that limits it down quite a bit. We can now go to the list and say, okay, there's somebody that was at some point at least got to be a head coach for a yeah. stint. Um, and I think honestly, we can narrow it down. I kind of almost don't want to say, cause I have a pretty good sense. I think of who it is, but no, I, I um, think, I think we know who it is, but you can go through all the hints and get it down to like a list of probably 10 guys. It could be yeah. George Carl. Probably. <laughs> it's probably not George. Um, but nonetheless, so I think, like I said, there've been some rumors and things that have all been on background and stuff, but I, I think that'll come out pretty quickly and we'll see who it is, but it is somebody again with head coaching experience. Uh, assistant coaching experience, somebody that's been around. Moving on to a question about working with Calvin Booth. And here we go. This is a long one, fellas. Malone said, I talked to Tim about a thousand times throughout this whole process. I would not be here without Tim Connolly. And I'm going he was to be way more complimentary of Tim Connolly than I think anybody else had been so far. Not to say other people weren't, other than I think Josh Kroenke, you could say, was the least. But I think Tim Connolly was, or, Michael Malone today, I felt, was pretty effusive in his praise of, of Tim. I would not be here without Tim Connolly. And to your point, he said that it, with with quite forcefully, I should say. Uh, I'm going to be close friends with Tim. We'll miss him and his family. But for me, so much more was made of that than needed to be. Nothing changes. We have a good thing going. I told Josh right when it happened, I fully endorse Calvin Booth. He is more than ready to lead this team. The fact that Calvin and I already have a relationship allows for this to be really smooth. And I told Calvin, I'm here for whatever you guys need. Draft, free agency. After seven years, I think I have a pretty good feel for who we are, what our strengths are, and how we can address those. I love my conversations with Calvin right now. I love his thought process on how we can improve this team. You guys already know, he said to the media. I said when the season ended how important I thought this offseason was and how we have to be a much better defensive team. The last four teams playing in the NBA were in the top five defensively. That's on me on a co as a coach, but that's also on finding some pieces that can also help out. I'm thrilled for Calvin to have this opportunity. He's so, earned this opportunity, and I have zero doubt he'll excel. So let me stop you there, because I want to talk about the Calvin Booth part here. I thought while he was extremely complimentary of Tim, the company line is, of course, you know, nothing changes. I kind of find that interesting. You could take a couple different angles for this. I'm not saying Malone isn't being earnest here. Some of the company line we've heard is, you know, Calvin is more aggressive or more ruthless or this or that. And so things will be different. And then you get the line of nothing will be different. We're actually just, it's going to be this. And I think that there's, it's not that there's mixed messaging. I think everybody is trying to be a little diplomatic and sort of tell two stories at the same time. And I felt today the the side of that story that Malone sort of leaned more heavily on was the nothing will change like the revolving shark teeth sort of feel sense of this of like you won't even notice a difference it's just going to keep going um and he did well, say, I only I only thought he meant like everything's going to stay the same in terms of just like 
just like the direction we're going like you know calvin's not going to come in here and like try to retool the team or anything like nothing's changed in like our forward momentum like we're all we're all going in the same direction nothing changed goals. with that yeah, yeah. Who, who knows what move he's going to make or how aggressive he's going to be with the roster but i took that as just you know no, nothing's changed in terms of like where we're heading yeah so, and I thought that was obviously pretty interesting the way he handled that. Because when I heard that, as like Michael Malone wants to talk, like he kind of wants to get in front of these, I kind of thought, man, is he going to be coming in hot? Like, is this Michael Malone wants to get out there? And he kind of did at first when he almost started this with, you know, I feel this whole thing's been blown out of proportion, which is funny because to be honest with you, nobody outside of Denver's even talking about this. Like almost nobody, you know what I mean? This isn't like, where, where is this like, being blown out of proportion on this show? 1000%. He's talking about us. He's talking about like the two or three people who have talked about this one. Um, and again, like Michael, it, it, it should have just been one segment on a like last casual Friday. Should have been. I know. Yeah. Just, just a, done with it. here. Tim Conley gone. Calvin Booth in. Nothing changes. Everybody. Cool. Uh, it's funny, but I, so I thought he might come in hot and he almost did at first, but to be honest, I thought it was a very relaxed sort of approach to him. Just kind of, Hey, I want to share my thoughts. I feel really good about where we are. All the players feel really good about where we are. Uh, you know, what, what have you in that regard? I thought that first bit, he was just, there was so much reaction to this and he wanted to just have Calvin's back publicly, yeah. you know, that, that yeah. to draw a distinction between, Hey, yep. Tim's leaving. That's bad. And we're in trouble because Calvin can't do this job. And so I think he just wanted Calvin to feel that. But we all have our different reads. You but the funny thing is, is that I feel like everyone, media, coach, every, like everybody that's talked has kind of been pretty positive about Calvin. I don't sure. You know, sometimes you can hear a neutral voice about somebody like this where it's negative, but somebody's trying not to be like too overly negative. Like I feel like everybody's been very confident in Calvin Booth. Like I really like him. I think everybody really likes him. And it, it's kind of funny to me yeah. that. That would even feel necessary. Yeah, but I think okay. a head coach at this point in the team building stage is just like keep controversy away from me. On it, yeah, of course, level, you know. But here's what I thought was the most interesting part of it. Vote when he Malone, you know, was talking about the finals and and some of the trends as you were mentioning and like look at these teams they're switching. The thing I thought was interesting was he didn't he he had a line in there where he's like it's not all on Calvin to fix us yes. he's yep. like we have to change and he get was it was actually a conflict i love the answer because it was in response to both how do you get better defensively but it was also in response to does this team need a reset like you know kind of some time off and he tied those two ideas together in that yes we need some new players and like the team kind of knows calvin booth knows what type of player we're looking for or players in free agency and trades and in the draft to to build a better defense but it was also he said us as coaches have to go back to the drawing board and come up with new ideas defensively, you know, seeing the different trends in the NBA. And I just thought that was such a great comment. And it almost, one of the things I've thought about was, and we've talked a little bit about this, but the last three seasons have happened back to back to back with very little break. I think Malone more than anyone else, maybe Jokic and Malone, those two guys were the most exhausted this last season that January, February, they both were exhausted. But I think there was also a sense of, they haven't had this sort of free time to reinvent this themselves. And that's almost what he was talking about is this is a summer of reinvention in many ways, sure. especially on the defensive side. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get to some of those Jermaine quotes really quick. We'll get them in there. You followed up about trends. He talked about switching defensive versatility, but you said, can Denver ever do that? Can they switch everything? And if not, is there another trend Malone can sort of look at as, as something more helpful to them specifically? 
And he said, I don't think with Nikola will ever be a team that can switch one through five consistently. Can we do it in spurts? Can we do it at times? Sure, we can. But I think when he's out of the game, we can get more creative, whether that's pressure defense or getting more a little more creative with our zone. He referenced Miami's zone and their success in the playoffs. He said, I'm challenging myself. I'm challenging our coaching staff to find ways. Sure, we know that we struggle to contain. We don't have any shot blocking. But how do we improve aside from asking Calvin Booth to help us? Um, he also – oh, go ahead, Wynn. Um, shouts to Michael Malone for trying to take some of the pressure off Calvin Booth, but they've got to get some better defenders in here to really take a step forward defensively. Like you, you, I feel like you could mix a lot up with the scheme. I don't think you're going to see a lot of improvement if they don't get some better defenders in here, but I, I do like Malone trying to take some of the pressure off Calvin. I see. I, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you. I honestly think that there is something to uh, re looking at how they teach how they um, their strategic uh, ideas about defense and just becoming something different because I do think the Nuggets are a little bit stale defensively and there's a lot more you can try. He talked about zones. He talked about um, you know trying to switch when Yoke's not on the court, trying to be more aggressive in switching and trapping. So to me, I do think there's a lot that they could kind of look to do. And I think more than anything, it's about how do you coach defense, how do you approach it because that's yes, you're right that it's easier when you have great players. But I still look at some of the guys on the roster and I go, they could probably be better defenders. I don't I don't know why this isn't emphasized or maybe you change how you emphasize it. But one takeaway that you don't have to squint to read between the lines, right now Malone and Calvin Booth are on the same page, that this team needs to get better in the same ways. Yeah. And Malone seemed to uh, be, I think, encouraged by that for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with Adam. Look at what Jason did with the, with the Dallas defense. Right. In, in one season, it, it's leaps and bounds different to what they were a year ago. It's a different kind of coaching. And I, I have, uh, I have, uh, I, I believe Malone can, can, but I, I think he needs help. I think he needs to, to refresh the, the assistance list to, to get there for sure. Um, what else? Finally, he, he did touch on how this offseason is, is different. Ryan Blackburn of Mile High Sports asked about how this is a longer offseason and, and are there any benefits from that and a mental reset? And he said, yeah, we've played a lot of basketball the last two to three years, whatever it's been. Getting back to a normal offseason will allow guys like Jokic to kind of recharge and physically and mentally, allow guys like Michael and Jamal to continue to rehab and get healthy so they can attack and come into next season as close to 100% as possible. He did say, I feel next year, if we have the right pieces, if we get healthy, we're going to put ourselves back into a position to be a true contender. Everybody says they're a contender, but how many teams are really in a position to win a championship? Nikola's window is only open for so long. Let's do everything we can to attack and put the best team possible on the floor. Um, well, there you go. That's I it. Don't know. I, that's it. You're out of, you're out of notes. I'm out of I notes. Think that, I think that was everything. Um, you know, I thought it was a good. It was good to see Michael Malone. I will say, my number one note is he just seems in such better spirits. I, I honestly think if I had a power ranking of who needed a long offseason most, Michael Malone is one with the bullet. Uh, he definitely needed this. I'm glad he was in Sombor. I'm glad he was in Copenhagen. I'm excited to find out where he is next week. Um, How Jamal Murray look at him? That was another big note from today. Jamal man, Murray was when in the he, house. The way he walked from one end of the court to the other Woo. and talked to people, like I'm just telling you, just. Was More he, athletic, um, I've seen him walk. Was he doing anything with contact? 
Well, yeah, I think he had sandals on, so no. Okay. Um, no contact. Okay. No contact. No, he was just present there. Um, again, looked like he was in good spirits. That's um, okay. for what all I could tell you. So, um, the other player, only other quick little note here: Kokolo was there, a center out of Arizona, who we find out third third year player, probably a second rounder, slated in most mocks around fortieth. Um, athletic, rangy defender has hasn't been playing basketball, but for like four years or five years or something. But but really interesting, and was teammates with Zeke Naji, not just teammates, best friends with Zeke Naji. I thought that was an interesting little detail. Wow. So, um, Does he play piano? He does not play piano. No, saxophone, actually. Oh, hey, Adam, was Darrell Arthur there? I, of I course. I saw him. And Darrell Arthur of still wearing the same shorts that he wore as a player. Didn't he get uh, hired by the Harris's. Timberwolves? I don't know how nobody in the team has gotten him new shorts or if he keeps rejecting the new shorts because they stick yeah. out. Everybody has the newest gear, latest gear, and he's got those Gary Harris's, the 2017 game winners. And it cracks those me board up shorts. Time. I thought he, he got hired by the Wolves, the, didn't he? You thought you thought so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that was a Shams report. So oh, okay. <laughs> I might have been oh, a Shams okay. one. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'll double but check he was that. there today. I, I do gotta say, Darrell, I love Darrell. I have an irrational love for him. Because I do love this idea of he has a perfectly good pair of shorts and why would he ever change it? Because he shows up to every workout wearing the same ones that were his game shorts from yeah, exactly. 2017. He's like, they keep giving him new gear. He's like, no, I don't. I, I got these are still perfectly fit, good. Perfectly yeah. good. Yeah. Don't need another. Pair. I've got I've got one other note on the workouts, too. Um, I, I wrote this on the DNVR.com today. Got a, a little snippet of who is working out. And um, I'm, I've been thinking about like how the Nuggets are going to utilize the back into their roster, the two-way spots. Because remember last year we were talking about how the last like four roster spots on this team were just kind of wasted. Like Bull Bull, Marcus Howard, Vlaco Chaja. Like, you got nothing out of these guys the entire season. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Calvin Boots' philosophy with that is going to be different from Tim's because they've brought in 12 players to work out this week across these two workouts. Five of those 12 players have been fifth-year seniors. I don't know if that's nothing. It, 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 it might be nothing. Or, you know, it might be something in terms of targeting older, more veteran guys for those end-of-roster spots. I don't know. It yeah, was just maybe, a thought I had. Maybe summer league flyers really wanting to hit on that if they're, you know, the undrafted pool and and and, and trying to get someone that can help right away. It's possible. You guys, look how tired Miroslav is. What time is it over there? Midnight? Uh, no, not. Uh, it's actually 10.45. Oh, wake up. Have a cup of coffee. It's Friday. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, everybody, thank you so much for a great week. This was a really good week. I thought this was a fantastic one. Like Michael Malone, I went on vacation. It wasn't quite Copenhagen, but it, it was a good time. Came back energized. I thought this week, it's like when you're gone, you miss it, man. I really missed for it. Sure. It was a great week to get back and into everything. Next week, our last full week before the draft so we have a lot more prospects coming for up for you all week shouts to miroslav for another great edition of uh the serbian corner hit that like button on the way out everybody 